everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of our Smoky Mountain Wrestling Podcast. This is Smoky Mountain Wrestling, episode 152 from December the 24th of 1994. This is Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast as well, where anything goes. Now, before I throw it to Doc, remember this set of tapings we're in. This is taping number two from... Uh, where were we at? Princeton, West Virginia, Princeton High School. It was taped December the 5th, 1994. So we're 19 days after this taping. It's December the 24th. Uh, I'd like to wish everyone out there a Merry Christmas since this is December 24th taping. But for us, it's the middle of June, actually the end of June when we're recording this, and it is hotter than panther piss outside. Doc, how are you doing? Uh, well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> apropos of what's going to happen i am uh i'm just blessed and trying to be a blessing that's that's really all i can say um i i you know it's hot outside it's, it's cool in the house and uh you don't like for me to you're always like let's get to the ring so i'm gonna actually help you out here say i don't really have a lot to talk about let's just get to the ring let's get this thing going I'm a little tired already. You know, we've already recorded an episode today. You know how I get tuckered out. So, you know, I'm just, I'm, I don't know. I'm blessed, but okay. I miss no, Harper, I, didn't, I guess. I didn't, I'm a little blue. I, I miss Harper. Okay. Um, no, I didn't, I didn't say that uh, I don't like. <laughs> like, we spent 12, 13 minutes last week talking about the same damn demographics we talk about every single time. Maybe. In the, where is where is Harper today? Uh, he's he's still he's still missing an action. Actually, he's not missing an action. I knew he wasn't going to join us based on a situation he's dealing with. Uh, no, he didn't need to go get a penicillin shot or anything. Everybody, it's uh, mm. it's not quite that serious. So I uh, just want to point that out. But uh, yeah, he's he's not here again this week. Sorry, everybody. Right. Yeah. So the show must go on, though, as we always say. Uh, again, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all that good stuff. Uh, shout out to disrespectfully classy Marky Blassy, Kyle Riley, Mike Childry for your generous patronage each and every month. And with that said, I think we'll jump into this week's episode where we're talking again the Christmas Eve episode of Smoky Mountain Wrestling. So uh, let me rewind, Doc, uh, to the beginning of it. That way we can get started. So uh, Les and Jim Ross up there opening the show and they are wishing us a merry christmas and happy holidays budro is here and he's in action and then we get told that brian lee will take on d'lo and the beat the champ tv title match and Cornette is supposed to manage the rock and roll today so with that said we got a lot going on and we should probably head to the ring which we will do we got the nightmare versus the dirty white boy dirty white boy hits the ring he doesn't even take his belt off immediately attacks the nightmare doc what were your thoughts on either the opening from Les and jim ross or the nightmare uh, in Dirty White Boy. Man, I really like that. He just he he's so mad and worked up about what Buddy's done that he didn't have time to take off the belt, the shirt, anything. He's just I need to I need an ass to whip and you've got it. So, um, that's good stuff. He's just he's about to slither in right now on the video and get his and boy does he. Um, 
I say it's an impressive response. I mean, but he came out and set the tone last week. So now Dirty White Boy's like, uh-uh. Look at that tongue sticking out. Just he's trying, thinking about the Dirty White Girl right there. And just straight to the lockup, straight to the pounding. So. Just like a Friday night date. Lock up and pound. <laughs> lock up and pound. <laughs> Grab a hold. Jesus Christ. I think the. This. You're right. He's hot. He got jumped. He's mad. And he goes in right for the attack. And he, at least he went for the lockup first and not the super kick. Know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But he's yeah. Up, I mean, so. there's a. There is a process here. Yeah, he didn't take the belt off or nothing, man. He's just going straight in for it. So, Dirty White Boy, obviously, uh, is going to end up winning. Um, Doc, do you have any thoughts from what goes on in this match, other than what we've already talked about? That's really it. Yeah, he hits uh, hits the Nightmare with uh, the Buck Snort Blaster. I don't know if we've said that recently. So, all right, with that said, we're going to go now to a promo uh, where we got the Dirty White Boy out here. Let's see what he's got to say. White Boy. All right, thanks very much, Les. Tonight is a night in Knoxville. Dirty White Boy, the nature boy, Buddy Landell, is coming for your gold. Buddy Landell, brother, you made two mistakes. The first mistake was you tried to smother me to death. But the second mistake, and the worst one of them all, is you mentioned the dirty white girl's name. That brother is going to get your ass kicked. Now you're going around. Telling everybody, I rule K-Town. Woo! I'm the real nature boy. You ain't squat to me, punk. I'm the man that rules K-Town, not you. So come Christmas chaos, tough guy. If you think for one minute that you're going to walk out in Knoxville, Tennessee, and you're going to walk out the Smoky Mountain heavyweight champion, well, brother, I got news for you. You said you was going to stomp my teeth out. Well, here they are. Stomp them out because that's a whooping that I've got to take. So, Buddy Landell, you get ready, brother, because I'm going to grab you right there in the middle of that coliseum, right by your goozle, until your eyes pop out of your head, and then I'm going to reach way down in your throat and pull out your guts. You get ready for me, Landell. Christmas chaos, it's going to be hell. Ladies and gentlemen, indeed it will be. Tonight is the night in Knoxville, ladies and gentlemen. And when we come back, we'll be joined by the nature boy in the ring. Don't you go away. All right. Uh, White boy's fired up, man. He's ready to kill Buddy for what he did. Doc, what do you have? We got us a new feud. We do, and I like it, man. I want to see Buddy and, and Dirty White Boy, and I think that's a that has a lot of potential. Uh, I'm assuming, I think this is right, Ron Wright's gone now. See, that's what I had asked you. I, I, I feel like he's I feel like he's gone, but I you had said you thought he might make another appearance somewhere down the line. Like a, like I think a he does have thing. one more like next summer, but um I like it so much better when Dirty White Boy says ass instead of butt booty. I mean it's mm-hmm. just it's just better. And he's still out there in the Hank Williams Jr. shirt, and he's telling him, Buddy, to keep his his old lady's mouth out out his name. So, I I I'm excited to see this. Speak of the devil, look at that gut hanging out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm excited to see Boudreaux and and Tony Anthony get it on. 
So what Doc's talking about, the gut hanging out, is uh, Buddy's heading to the ring with his robe on. He's got Robert Q. Harmon, his attorney or agent with him. I say attorney, but it's his sports agent. But uh, Budro's out here, and uh, he's, he's looking as stylish as he can only look. <laughs> and he's about to go against Steve Skyfire. Now, i got something i got to say about this match. So the match is, I guess, about to get underway or just getting underway. And JR claims during Buddy's intro that... He spoke to, he being JR, spoke to Ric Flair, and Rick had some things to say about Buddy uh, calling himself the Nature Boy. But you'll need to call the hotline mm. what Flair had to say about Budro. So, boy, just milking the people for even more money. Call the hotline. Call the hotline and, and hear it. Also, um, let's see, uh, JR sort of mocks Budro's claims of Wheaties and Nike endorsements and Buddy wins this match with the figure four. But what do you have from this, Doc? Man, how much do you think that that calls? I mean, it says 99 cents a minute, but the saps out there, oh, it's only a dollar. No, <laughs> that's not how that works. It's a minimum of three or four dollars there, pal. Um, I don't know. I wonder... Something I've never known. I wonder what the cut was to the phone company and to Smoky Mountain. I wonder how they how they cut it. It was like mm -hmm. a split deal. Was it fifty percent or was it? That sounds like a 40? wonderful, wonderful drive for the drive through. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So Buddy, oh, oh. Buddy doesn't help himself in my opinion coming out to a remix of Flair's music either. No, I, I, yeah, but 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 I think it's him mocking him too. Sort of. Um, at ten minutes, I don't know where you are there. We do get an interesting men mention from Les. Hold on. That's nine fifty-five. Oh, so does yes. Well, that left shoulder. Exactly. First time I ever saw this, it was called the Sugar. Used by a man named Bob Luke, wrestling in the 68 Olympics. So he mentions a sugar hole. Uh, in Bob and your Luke. favorite and your most favorite play-by-play -play announcer of all time, right? I don't... Somewhere along the way, this has come up on Twitter and Facebook, that uh, I hate Bob Roop. I, I don't... I don't hate Bob Roop at all. I... Like, personally, I don't know him enough to hate him. I've never met the man. My only complaint is his commentary in Mid South. I don't, I don't dislike the guy. He's, he's just a terrible commentator. That's all. Terrible okay. heel commentator at that. Just, come on, bro. You've heard him. What do you think about Bob Roop as a commentator? It leaves a lot to be desired. That's my point. So, but no, um, yeah, man. And here's the other thing. How bad does any wrestler have to be in real life, and or how real do the problems have to be for the uh, both announcers to be talking about Buddy's blown opportunities in the past? Um, I think I think it's perfect <laughs> because it uh it tells like the real life story. Like it's real. It's so like that's that whole thing where you're blurring the lines. Oh yeah, because Corny has said that. Buddy was really doing much better during this time. I think is what he said. And that's the reason why he main reason he brought him back was, you know, he was clean. And I think he used the term, you know, we got good Budro was it was the term he, he used at this point. So, right. 
But yeah, it's I mean, it's something. Look, he he is a heel, so it is good that they lean into that if you think about it. You know, he's a fucking dirty heel. So why not bring it up that he's, you know, had these demons in the past and his issues with drugs and whatever else. Uh, so, yeah. Anything else, Doc, from this? No, I mean, we got then a lengthy recap of last week. Yeah, they they after Buddy wins with the figure four, they show uh, the recap and it's a replay of Budrow's debut where he jumps the dirty white boy during the signing of the contract and he tries to murder him by putting the plastic bag over his head. Just look how he pulls that bag out from his, <laughs> over out of his uh, pocket. Like uh, really stylishly Buddy does there. But anyway, um, Doc, you get anything else before we keep going? Uh-uh. All right. Because Buddy now is uh, he's now out here with jr and his agent again and we're back to real time where this episode let's see what buddy's got to say you can't believe you bring a plastic bag out here and try to suffocate the dirty white boy you ought to be ashamed of yourself and as a matter of fact i hope you stand by because we've got a very interesting 900 number poll question that you might be interested in i know you're more interested in tonight in knoxville at christmas chaos that's right the plastic bag it's in the past that's like Buddy Landell's past. Buddy Landell's past is in the past. I'm a new packaged man. You understand what I'm saying? I've got something I've never had before. Money, the opportunity, people believing in me, and most of all, I love Buddy Landell to death. Now let me tell you something, dirty white boy. You're renting in Knoxville, Tennessee. You pay rent every month. I own. You understand what I'm saying? You know the difference? Money broke. Speaking of break, if I got to break your neck, your daddy's neck, your mammy's neck, that's exactly what I'm going to do. You're a big, bad individual, but I'm going to kick your stinking teeth in. Now, will you please, for God's sakes, tell this old lady to quit calling me? Jeez, that, why are you saying you're infuriating the dirty white boy? You're already said about that situation. Stop that. I'm playing with your life, dirty white boy. I could have took you out last week, but I didn't do it. I'm saving you for Knoxville, Tennessee, because everybody that I know is going to be there, too. I didn't take you out last week because I'm giving Knoxville, Tennessee a present that I haven't been able to give him in years. And that's the nature boy, Buddy Landell, and all his splendor and glory. And on top of that, the coup de gras, the Smoky Mountain heavyweight belt. Lots of money, lots of money, lots, lots, of, money. lots and lots of money. You understand what I'm talking about? They're talking about these little $2,000, $5,000 battle royals around the country and all that. That's chump change for me. I spill that much in liquor each year. Mm. You understand what I'm talking about? Dirty white boy, you're not even in the same caliber as the nature boy, Buddy Landell. Oh, yeah, I've had my problems. I've had my problems. But Elvis Presley, till the day he died, never lost his voice. And I've never lost my God-given ability to kick somebody's teeth in. And tonight, Christmas chaos. You're mad, Tony Anthony. And everybody, you can call me champ. All right, ladies and gentlemen, those comments. The match is tonight in Knoxville. And our fan poll question, is Nature Boy Buddy Landell the real Nature Boy? We'd appreciate your vote on the hotline, and we'll be back in just a moment. 
Boy, I can imagine the people calling that line, hitting the button saying no. Holy shit. Fuck him. He ain't the real nature boy. The real nature boy is Flair. Fuck him. He's from here anyway, and he's acting like he ain't. My uh, sister's cousin saw him passed out down at the Tasty Freeze. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't my, nobody. We know the real buddy. My sister, her her friend says she screwed him and he ain't worth shit. <laughs> Okay. He stole her oxy out of her out of her medicine cabinet. Oh shit. If he was a real nature boy, he'd be able to get his own drugs and he wouldn't have to take ours. Shit. Real nature boys don't steal their drugs. He took my crystal meth. Fuck him. Wasn't even a good fuck either. Wow. <laughs> All right, buddy. We love you, man. <laughs> okay. Um, Doc, what other thoughts you got on Budro here? Jesus Christ. Uh, Yeah. I'll be real honest. I didn't. There were some great lines, but this wasn't his best. He got stumbled a couple of times, I thought. He did say, I love Buddy Landell, which I liked. Uh, he's got people believing in him, which apparently is important for him. And. I just didn't like the spill liquor line because it was used on him by the guy that he's trying to imitate. I I I didn't mind it, but yeah, it it was used on him. I mean, so and he used it. Uh, he used he he stole Flair's line there, which is I don't know. That's fine. It's kind of funny in a way, but these you know I th I thought it was all right, but I tell you what, the line I liked in it when he said. He told he told Dirty White Boy, "You rent Knoxville, whereas I own it." Holy yeah. shit, that's a that's a nice little line. And he keeps taking these digs at the Dirty White Girl, man. This is crazy. Um, Tell right, her anything, to stop calling me. Anything else before we uh, move along? Uh, no, sir. So they take us then to a great replay, and I know we don't usually like replays, but. We go back to a couple weeks back when we had the confrontation with Jim Ross with the gangsters when New Jack told Corny, Cornette, here, I got it. For 400 years, white folks got ships, went to Africa, stole my ancestors, brought them back here, chained in the bowels of a slave ship for 400 years. Now, this is 1994, not 1794. I don't need no white boy like you or these rednecks out here coming to me telling me what you can do for me. I got a college education and a criminal record, so I know how to make decisions. So let me tell you something. The gangsters are black owned and black operated, and I don't need no white boy telling me jack, punk. James Z doesn't like being turned down, does he? I wish they'd have played JR's line right there where JR says, I, I guess they're not going to take the deal, Corny. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the gold. That was more gold of that that, that doesn't get played there. But but uh, uh, That's good stuff. Um, yeah, you have you got your black-owned and black-operated tattoo yet? That's nice, Doc. You're an <laughs> asshole. You you cut that you promo, did you cut that promo on your boss the other day? What, that one? <laughs> yeah. No. 
<laughs> God, you're an asshole, man. What would I, happen I, if you cut that at work? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> well, sadly, probably nothing. <laughs> oh shit! This is terrible. Okay. Oh, uh, they <laughs> they let me tell y'all what's going on here. There's a, there's an entire replay of segments. Basically, they play the the gangsters promo you just heard. We then hear the conference room. Um, I guess confrontation between Corny and the Rock and Roll, where when Corny tried to convince the Rock and Roll to side with with them with him, so they 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 go through this whole thing, just a, a re air. It's like six minutes long of 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 recaps from the previous weeks, and and I get it. Let me say this about this recap, Doc. You got to remember, this is uh, I don't know how many people even at this time in the Smoky Mountains have VCRs. Plus, you're trying to draw a house. Got to remember that you're trying to draw some people into Christmas chaos. So I think it was smart to do this segment that he did right here. Otherwise, you're just going to eat this time up with a meaningless TV match. So I actually like the re-air of this along with the strategy session of he and the rock and roll going into Christmas chaos. So uh, any other thoughts? No, it was just long, man. Just so long. Yeah, I mean, it was long for us because we had already seen it and there was really nothing much to, to really talk about. But at the at the end of the day, you got to understand why he why he aired this. And it was because, you know, they had Christmas chaos happening. If this is airing on the 24th and not 25th, because they, they they said tonight a couple of times in the episode. The fact is, you're trying to draw a house for this Christmas chaos tour, especially Knoxville and Johnson city, which I'll cover. I'm, I'm not going to go over the results cause we're going to do that another time, but, um, or in the, the next two episodes, uh, they show, I think Knoxville, but I'll at least tell you how many people they drew on the 25th and 26th. So, all right. Any other thoughts, uh, as we go through this Christmas chaos tour plug again, Oh man, let's get that on. All right. Deck so the, the next halls, match, brother, deck the halls. God, I wish it was Christmas right now, to be honest with you. Not because I like, you know, getting into christmas season but so you could swill that eggnog i know nah i kind of laid off of it last year that shit (laughs) i just rather have my hennessy it altered altered some of your chromosomes (laughs) you drank so much of it you tell the truth that night i brought that to your house you were like i've never man here's the thing about that that the thing that got me about it is not the how much you drank it's the fact that eggnog is thick Right. It. I mean, I. I like eggnog. It's fine. It tastes good. But you, it's not something that you can just sit and pound a gallon of. And you were just sitting there drinking it like it was some water after a trip across the desert. Well, hold on. Be fair for a second. It, and then it, you got in your car, got behind the wheel, and drove your ass home. Well, it was no, no, really no, impressive. Uh, let's be fair. I, I had a ton. The the ice in the eggnog helps it out because that shit was not like cold. So like when I poured it, you know, it melted it a little. So it had a, it, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like straight. The, the ice helps water it down. So it's not as, as thick and hard to drink. But mm. yeah, that, that stuff is, man, that stuff's brutal, man. I, I don't know, man. I don't know if I can. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's, that's hard, dude. Uh, I laid off of it last last Christmas, but we'll keep going. Uh, we got Brian Lee versus D'Lo Brown for the Beat the Champ TV title. Uh, D'Lo misses a moonsault. Brian Lee hits D'Lo with a splash, and Brian Lee is still our Beat the Champ TV title holder. Doc, did you have anything else from that? At 
28. God, I can't even read my writing here. 28. What is that? Well, D'Lo just missed the moonsault. Which That's what it was. Well, I just played it. Okay, well, there, I was looking at my paper. So, new champ retains yeah. whatever this is. Uh, let me, let me, let me actually go. Man, back how what it. what is that like to like miss a moonsault, dude? Just knowing you're gonna, you know, you're gonna thwack the ground. No, it's not that bad. Even okay. a splash is not that bad. It, it, I mean, especially if you if you look at it real quick. I'll, I'll go back one more time. Watch the um. Corny's rings in Smoky Mountain, they had a they had a nice little bounce to them. They, they had some give. They weren't terrible. They they look like those old WCW rings, but like watch when D'Lo goes up and I just want you to, you know, if you're watching on Patreon, watch the watch the ring how it flexes when he hits. I mean, that thing it gives. It's a give. Yeah, so it wasn't terrible, but yeah, Brian Lee uh wins. He he just does some kind of elbow drop looking thing. I don't know what the hell that was, but he wins and that was that. Um any other thoughts, Doc? Uh, no. So then we get another replay of last week when Cactus wrestled Boo Bradley, which ended in a double countout. There was no victor. Uh, any thoughts on the, the replay, or should we keep this thing moving? No, we got to get to Cactus, though. Yes, we do need to get to Cactus because um, he's going to be out here, and he's about to cut another promo. So hold on one second. There is no winner. You know, Cactus and Primetime Brian Lee, this is the last opportunity we'll have to talk before tonight's big event in Knoxville. With Falls Count Anywhere, it may be the last time we talk, period. It may be, Jim Ross, but you're being a little bit pessimistic because remember what I am. I'm the man that took the Falls Count Anywhere match and made it into an arc form. Did you see Brian Lee out there rejuvenated? Yes! But we've got to realize, Brian, that this is no ordinary match on the Christmas Chaos Tour, which is fine with us because we are no ordinary men! It's like a playground. <laughs> but even so, Jim, even in my mind, you've got to be realistic because the body count runs awfully high in a match where anything goes, where falls count anywhere. But luck is in our corner because Boop Bradley, the man who won't see the light, because Chris Candido, we have nothing left to lose. At one time, Brian Lee was a very good-looking young man. He ain't no more. At one time, Cactus Jack was borderline human leading looking. Well, I ain't no more. So, Boo Bradley, what are you going to do? Kick out my teeth? Someone beat you to it. What are you going to do? Rip off this ear? Someone beat you to it. But you boys have everything to lose. Your careers, your jobs, and if fate be that way at Christmas chaos, your very lives, because you're taking them into your filthy hands when you try to work him, falls count anywhere. When you try to fight me, falls count anywhere, which means if I see a chair, I'll use it. If I see a table, I'll use it steel chairs and trash cans and hard wooden tables landing on concrete as long as I'm able hitting with forearms and things that sting these are a few of my favorite things bang bang <laughs> alright ladies and gentlemen it is tonight in Knoxville and here's more on the Smoky Mountain Hotline oh boy what you got from Cactus right there he's rhyming man he, he's rhyming he's compelling that's the word I wrote down for this is compelling 
he his cadence, his voice, and the things he says makes you you, you kind of lean forward a little bit and listen because you're ready to hear what he's got to say. The rhyming is great because he loves you know he loves Christmas. He wrote a damn Christmas book a few years back, so this is his time to shine in terms of the seasonality. Just like you, I mean he he writes books. You swill booze. There you go. But um, I really like, I just can't get. I looked up and saw Tracy waving that flag and was just thinking about y'all hanging out with him down at X Rated. But anyway, um, crazy old I'll, man, dude. Uh, oh, yeah. I love the line <laughs> What are you going to do? Kick out my teeth? Rip off my ear? I mean, it's like, seriously. Okay. I, I, what can you do to me? The answer is nothing. The only bad thing of that was prime time trying to get drive out there and he's just not doing it yeah prime time's out there uh that was my note he he he's out there you, you caught it too he's trying to act like cactus like did you did you notice that how he's like yes and he's not he was doing the cactus mannerisms i don't even know how to explain it but i was like this is lame yeah <laughs> he doesn't I don't know, man. Primetime at his best was that heel, you know, character that Harper talked about. Where, what what kind of car? See, this is where we need Harper. What kind of car was Primetime Brian Lee driving man, back then? Nobody. The Camaro. Knows. We can't. We can't do that. We don't have the guy that we're down in that capability today. I I think he said he drove a Camaro, but I can't remember the year that he that of the Camaro that he drove. So. But no, to the point you made, man, it's like he's just he's out there trying to act like Cactus. And it just I was like, what? Anyway, any other thoughts on Cactus right there? No, that was good. Cactus has built something really good going into Christmas Chaos. Um, And, and let me say this, whether you like the payoff or not that they get to with this whole thing with Boots and Boo Bradley and whatnot, whether you like it at Christmas Chaos or not, I think you got to just that's not up for debate. The, the thing I want people to remember is at least they pay it off because they will pay it off. Interesting. Which is, which is, which is an important. And I heard you just call Tracy an old man. Tracy is only 56, man. He is dude. He is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this dude is off the wall when it comes to the X-rated show. Who sucks now? Motherfuckers. <laughs> When he hit that line. Okay. Uh, let's go now to... Actually, let's not go now. So, real quick. <laughs> yeah. they, get a, they get a replay of Tracy defeating the Nightmare when Brian Anderson was on commentary last week. And then they cut to a promo and... I'll at least play it in the background. You can see it. Doc and the patrons can see it. Tracy's out there with JR. Um, Tracy waves that flag. The people go nuts. JR says, well, we're going to have some words now from Tracy Smothers. But first, we need to go to Brian Anderson. So... They go to Brian Anderson, and he might be a great attorney. But I truly, as I've said the past couple of weeks, I have no emotional investment in the angle with he and Tracy. And it's not anything against Tracy or Brian. It's just I don't think it worked. And I think if you were to ask Cornette, would, that's another good question for Corny's drive-thru. Cornydrivethru at gmail.com is the address. What did he – did he – regret doing the angle or did it not get over? Did he think it would get over better because it's just not working. And I'll say this, Anderson tells Tracy that he's going to make him say, I quit. And that was kind of 
all I really had from it. It was very bland. Your thoughts, Doc? I'm not playing it. Yeah, pretty much. Anything else? Mm-mm. Another snore? All right. So we'll go now to... Now, afterwards, Tracy does respond, and Tracy starts... <laughs> He starts rhyming out there, so here it is. Everybody, right, tonight is a night in Knoxville. Pinfalls don't count. One man's got to say, I quit to the whole world. You got it, Mr. Ross. You know something? My shoulder's not 100% right now. I've been therapy, but I got to go. You know, you got to play hurt. That's professional wrestling. You know, I'm banged up and beat up, but I'm not about to give up. And Brian Anderson, that comes straight from a good family. Bullet Bob Armstrong. So I'm going to tell you this, big boy. I've got to live by the three Ds if I'm going to get through this mess. Dedication, determination, and desires. And to remember the aisles. Agile, mobile, and hostile. It's 80% mental. It's 20% physical. It's 100% in your heart and your guts. And I got the heart of all outdoors, Brian Anderson. The best Christmas present I could have would be for Brian Anderson at Christmas Chaos tonight in Knoxville, tomorrow in Johnson City, to say, I quit. That would make my Christmas complete. So Santa Claus, my order's in. I'll see you tonight, Brian Anderson, at Christmas Chaos. Because this whole country boy has done a lot of things and been a lot of things. But a quitter ain't never been one of them. I'll see ya. I wouldn't want to be ya. All right, Tracy, best of luck to you tonight in Knoxville and Monday in Johnson City. And we'll be back after you hear this. Well, he was rhyming, Doc. What do you have? I think... Bringing the gangsters in has got everybody in the rap bug. Man. Like, Cactus I, the, 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 is rhyming. The, Tracy's rhyming. Let me try this rap thing. Next thing the, you know, the, Dirty White Boy is going to be out there spitting bars. The, the the three Ds or whatever he said, that one wasn't <laughs> what got me. That <laughs> one I was like, ah. A, was, it dink, was it drinking, <laughs> drugging, and dicking? <laughs> no, it wasn't. But... <laughs> and even when he said I'm banged up and beat up but I'm never about to get up that didn't even do it it was when he went to you gotta remember the aisles agile mobile and hostile I was like Ooh, is that from a song that's what I know of but who knows yeah, Mike, that Mills was, at, Mike Mills at btt.com if you know that let, was us hear, the one that let us I, hear from you that was the one where I was like <laughs> what it's not exactly hustle loyalty and respect but I'll take right. it <laughs> you know, I like the line crazy. he said, Santa, my order's in. I like that one. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, man. Everybody's <laughs> rhyming. It's all about the rap game up in the Smokies. Jesus Lord. All right. Man, I just keep... wish I just wish that I had more time in my day to, to just cut promos like that at work. <laughs> Because ah, just, I mean, you got to, in most shoot jobs, especially when you get in that office environment, I mean, you know more than anybody that just mentioning the term pro wrestling gets you that look like, oh, you, you watch, you want really, you watch that? Oh, uh, I didn't know people uh, did that. Yeah. But then if you started incorporating things from it, bro, that's a whole new level. Couldn't get away with the good stuff, man. That's true. But telling somebody that you spent more money on spilt liquor than they made, and you're having a hard time holding these alligators down, Can and everybody imagine? stops and looks underneath the, the conference table to look at your shoes. 
That'd be great. Can you imagine? Can you imagine cutting that promo? <laughs> can, <laughs> no. Can you, can you can can you imagine that? Like literally. No, because the, a, real, the real truth is the same people who don't like wrestling would look at you like you they wouldn't keep they couldn't keep up. That's I mean, I had a hard time keeping up with Tracy there because he got going. And I know what I'm looking for, and I'm trying to write down notes, and I'm thinking I gotta talk about this to the army someday. And I was having a hard time keeping up. The sap who doesn't like wrestling doesn't stand a chance. I spent more money on spilt liquor than you made last year, saying that in the conference room. <laughs> and having the senior manager like, what in the flying piss did you just say? The look that they would give you. <laughs> it would be worth it for the legendary <laughs> status that you one would attain. I will, I've said this before on the show, but I'll say it. I was on the menace and I don't cross paths at work very often. But I got drug into something one day, and the menace calls in from his hole in the wall, and he says, they're like, Mike, how are you doing today? And he said, oh, I'm just uh, blessed and trying to be a blessing. Bruh. Oh, I thought you were going to say I said I was living the dream, brother. No, I remember that's... that now. I'm blessed and just trying to be a blessing. And everybody was kind of just like, you know, nobody will nobody will say anything in that scenario. So they all just kind of shook their head like, yep, that's nice. Yeah, they kind of no-sold it. Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> that, the new one I say when I join calls now is living a dream, brother. <laughs> the brother is the part that gets that going. Because living the dream is some stupid shit that people we work with might actually say but nobody calls anybody brother that's pretty much solely that's held in wrestling dude, business and down at the church if you've ever been around wrestlers that use it just god <laughs> that they just it's like it's like oh it's the worst because they'll start talking to you like Oh, brother. And it's and like every word is brother. Yeah, every <laughs> everything they say I'm, is brother, brother, I'm brother. I'm call you brother so that you don't think I'm trying to grift you, even though I'm sitting here trying to rip you off on something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, well, we shall keep going. And in doing so, uh, we will now go to the gangsters. They are with Jim Ross. Let's hear what the gangsters have to say. Okay, everybody, our TV main event, Rock and Roll Express, managed by Jim Cornette, still to come. And uh, I guess uh, Tupac Shakur will not be in uh, Knoxville tonight. No, unfortunately, he won't be here because he got shot up out in L.A. But that ain't what we talking about. We talking about the original gangsters now. You got people claiming to be OGs from Atlanta, Georgia to Philadelphia, PA, you understand? But if you ask the Rock and Roll Express, they'll tell you who the original gangsters are. Now, they don't went and did the ultimate. They go and get Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette, you want to play with us? Well, I tell you what. You, do. you roll your big fat 12 sandwich eating butt down to Knoxville, and baby, you better believe we'll smack you like we done smacked Rick and Rubber. And I can't even believe that you were stupid as low as to get somebody as conniving as Cornette. Cornette, you're low, but you ain't as low as the games, you understand. You want to see what it's like to deal with us? 
Well, baby, get in the car, show up in Knoxville, and you best believe, Cornette, I'll smack that fat belly of yours like we done dropped Ricky and Robert. And I don't even think you gonna be able to save the rock and roll this time. I wouldn't trust Cornette no fun. I could pick him up and roll his fat butt down the hill. But you best believe you in for a long night, partner. Well, I think you're right. I don't trust Cornette either. As a matter of fact, we're about to see them. Would you like to hang around and watch this? Oh, we're going to stay out here to see this, you understand? We ain't going nowhere. We're going to see just how bad Cornette get ready to embarrass Ricky and Robin. All right, let's go up to the ring, ladies and gentlemen, our main event. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a tag team match. Right, you got anything from them? I'm going to play something that New Jack says on commentary. Yeah. Um, well, we you popped on Tupac coming out of jr's mouth jesus uh, christ and then i wonder how much of a shoot the 12 sandwiches line was about corny at that point because you know corny does uh, like a good sandwich if you consider a burger a sandwich and i think you should i was about to say that do you consider a cheeseburger a sandwich yes because if you do then hell yeah that's yes <laughs> oh corny no corny all right uh Anything else, Doc? Man, he's got that dookie chain, right? You ever have one of those? No, no, never. You ever want one of those? Not particularly. Is that where I you come like, from? Would that would that make you a target? Yeah, I felt like that would just make you a target. It just it, a pointless. I mean, I'm target try, I ain't like trying that. to bust on you. That's a real thing. Yeah, that's just, it. Just makes you a pointless target. You don't flash. You don't flash like a come up in front of people who hadn't come up yet, right? Ain't no need to be running around. And man, let me tell you something. The crimes in New Orleans back then would happen in places that you wouldn't even think would be bad. Like there was a the mall. there was a dude. The mall. Not just the mall. Like there was a dude I knew. He was University of New Orleans is on the lakefront in New in New Orleans. It's on the South Shore, and he was at UNO, and he had a starter jacket back when starter jackets were the thing around this time. <laughs> and um and. I mean, this is when the starter jacket was like a hundred bucks for a jacket. And so I forget, I don't even remember what team it was. But Can anyway. you imagine? Cause like we were little P poor, you were capital P poor. If you went to your parents back then and said, Can I get a starter jacket? Oh, well, how much is it? A hundred bucks. Dude, my mom got me one for Christmas and it was literally the only thing I got that year. And she said, don't count on your birthday, son. Yes. Well, and my birthday is not far off from Christmas. I mean, it's not two days away, but it's it's more, a little bit more than a month away. She's like, this is your birthday and Christmas. Don't ask for nothing else. Like, I got the speech, don't ask me for nothing else, boy. You ain't getting shit else, you little bastard. That's the type of this, the, the of, uh, promo I got cut on me. But anyway, um, yeah, man. So back to the story. He's he he's at the bus stop waiting on a bus. He's he's literally across the street from on UNO's campus. This is not like a terrible neighborhood by any means. No, it's a college. <laughs> and a and a dude walks up to him while he's waiting on the bus, pulls his gun out and says, "Give me that jacket now." Yes, sir. He took the jacket off and gave it to him. Took his shoes too. I can't remember what <laughs> shoes he had on, but left him hey, there in just put, socks. Remember- is is taking a motherfucker's shoes still a thing? I don't that know was if it a is. Real thing in that the late eighties and early. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if it is. I, it was a thing here too. Oh yeah. I mean, well, no, no, no. We just thought about it on like a current affair and shit. 
Okay. Yeah, it well, was a real no, no, thing. No, let me take that back. There were parts of Dallas. Yes. But I had probably moved on from those parts. We had gotten on up out of there. Oh. No yeah. white flight, pal. Let me tell you that. We were we were flighting because we were white. I mean, we got to go. White flight. Oh man. White flight was such a, car- a thing in- it was a caravan of a bunch of frightened white people and we all had our knapsacks on our back and we were hiking through the, the to the suburbs. White flight was a thing in New Orleans. We Holy were part shit. of it, man. Here we we got to get away from them. That's nice, Doc. All right. <laughs> hey man. Let's keep let's keep going since we keep getting sidetracked. Um well, yeah, you would be done by 8.45. I think it's important for people to know that when Harper doesn't come around for the show, I got, I mean, Mike was texting me over. before 7 a.m. going, I'm on, let's roll. And, <laughs> and that's just, I mean, it is morning time, pal. That's how you do it. All right, let's keep rolling. Um, Again, the gangsters cut their promo, and now we got the Rock and Roll Express, who are being managed by Jim Cornette versus the Infernos, who are brim and stone. The Rock and Roll come out, but Corny is not with them as they make their entrance. Now, I'm going to play a soundbite from New Jack at the very is beginning Is it about of this match. Club 25? Is it about what? Club 25? No. This is something else, but I got to play it. Let me play this first, and then we'll see if we got yours. And there's the belt, but I don't understand where is Cornette. He ain't coming. He ain't coming. Christmas chaos, this is the end for rock and roll. We done beat them everywhere. And now they got to show up and go get beat one more time. We'll put them on the Greyhound bus and send them down to Atlanta and let them sleep in the back of some junk hall with uh, what they call them, junk young dog. Well, the Inferno's challenging uh, the Rock and Roll Express here. He took a shot at the junkyard dog. <laughs> Well, they'll be be sleeping in some junk car with uh, you know, what they call them, junkyard dog. Well, Dang. while we're talking about New Jack, I don't even know what this is, but I wrote down go to forty thirty. Forty thirty. All right, hold on. Let's turn up the volume. This is forty twenty. Yes, horseshoes, chains, and everything else. Well, at least reality is set in for you, New Jack. You at least really realize he's going to be there, obviously tonight, and that. Racket could be the difference between winning and losing. You know the racket loaded, you know what I'm saying? If I get my hands, I'm going to use it on Cornette and Rick and Rob. Well, that is and a referee and a few fans. Well, I, uh, you, better, uh, you better keep your composure. You don't strip your belt for uh, that up. Are you laughing because he said he was going to use the racket on some fans? <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> so, imagine, I mean, he said it, it. Here's the thing. I mean, last week he was out there. Earlier he was out there yelling. This was just like this is what I'm gonna do, and I really yeah, he was, think he's effective when he he he's effective at yelling and that voice goes up, but he's also effective like cornet for 400 years. I mean that yeah. kind of deadpan is really he has a really chilling effect with that. So he was threatening to beat up some fans. Yeah, he also um, he also called Robert and Ricky Beavis and Butthead here. And That's was talking nice. about some club twenty five, which sounds like shishis or whatever it is that you would go to down in New Orleans, where bad things happen to bad people. So, was that the name of the place? Shishis, shishis is real ghetto. I used to go to Roxbury. Roxbury was uh, much uh, classier. <laughs> you know that have, doesn't. Um... That, uh, nobody believes that last line you just said. Oh yeah, uh, but, but Clifton on. <laughs> Facebook, he uh, he's from New Orleans, and we got a few other New Orleans folks that they know exactly what I'm talking about. If, if you if you in the Roxbury, I think Clifton told me it's closed now, 
or, or they made it something else. So it's not a it's not a black strip club anymore. But like the Roxbury was, I mean, it was classy. It wasn't. I mean, it wasn't like going to a five star hotel or restaurant type classy. But you know, you actually had attractive, sexy, you know, damn good looking women in there. Be you in, didn't have being princesses. And Shishi's wasn't bad when it came to women either, but like Harper was talking about the Onyx that time. I think that's where he went, where he was like, he, <laughs> he, he just had a couple of whales Harper on the bar. He didn't like that one at all. He got, he was like, bro, I need to get out of here. You know what happened with I been, that? I went to, I went to a place like that once in Atlanta, bruh. And this place was famous at the time. I don't know if it's still there. This is probably 20 years ago. Maybe not 20. Like 50, what was the name seven, of it? The Claremont Lounge. No, nah, I don't remember that. That's not the one I know and from it, Atlanta. It was, I ain't going to claim whether it was Hood or not. Lots of Atlanta. I really liked Atlanta as a city the times I've been there. I've been there a couple of times to visit. And I thought, you know, there's obviously parts you don't want to go in because that's any city. But for the most part, it felt like white people and black people were kind of just, you know, living their life. So I don't know if it was it was in the ghetto or not, but it was at the bottom of this old hotel in the bottom floor. And man, them girls were not thoroughbreds. And they had this old black lady that walked around with these humongous sagging tits. And her name was Goldie. And she would crush <laughs> beer cans underneath them, them tits. Man. Goldie. <laughs> yeah, it was it. It was it was this place, man. It had a horseshoe bar, and the and behind the bar were the girls, and these bitches got when they were throwing off their clothes, stripping. They just put it in this cardboard box down there, man. And then when they were done, they'd just pick up the box, put it under their arm, and step down. And they had like an on deck circle where you could just see the next girl standing there waiting for her turn. Man, just that's nice. <laughs> bad decisions, man. Goldie. Goldie, Goldie would come around and try to get a dollar for crushing your beer can with her tit. And this place was on. I mean, it's fairly. I mean, you could you could Google it, man. It's 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 a thing. The Claremont Lounge in Atlanta, and and now, you know now the, now the white people, the white version. So you go to Onyx or whatever in Dallas, the white people version of that. It's just the the guys. Well, they're both dead now. But the guys from Pantera, the brothers, had a strip club called the Clubhouse, and that's where everybody went here. And uh, it was, I mean, you can say what you want about Dallas. You can get mad at the Mavericks and the Cowboys and the people, but Dallas has some strippers, pal. They Dallas can <laughs> throw up a strip club on you and compete. Okay. And. Um. and down at the clubhouse, they had they had the the, the it was stocked with quality, and it What's was all name? and it was all nude too, pal. Wasn't no What's titty the, bar. Oh, that that's how that's how it was in New Orleans at least back then. Um, I need, the name see, of... I need to see all the way live. You know what I mean? Okay, you want to look up our uterus? That's nice. Doc. That's exactly right. I want to be able to. Go, what did Dirty White Boy say earlier in the episode? I'm gonna reach down your goozle and grab out your innards. Okay. <laughs> Okay, that's <laughs> nice, Doc. Jesus Christ, God, <laughs> dirty son of a bitch, <laughs> you dirty bastard. What was the name of this club that New Jack mentioned, or you think he mentioned? Club Twenty Five. So anybody out there, because we got a lot of people from the Smoky Mountains who who listen to this show, especially in the Facebook group and on Twitter. 
if you know what New Jack is talking about, Club 25, or if that was just some kind of made up thing they made up on the spot, please uh, post it in the Facebook group or on Twitter. That way, and uh, and tag the the BTT uh, Twitter account. That way, I can see it. So uh, again, it's Club Twenty Five. If you are in the Smoky Mountains and you you know this to be a strip club or whatnot, uh, we're curious. We we gen we, we really want to know. We genuinely want to know what that was about. So, all right, Doc. I tell you what, let's keep going. We're gonna listen to the last few seconds uh, or last minute of this match and what goes down. Here it is. This is the gangsters in rock and roll. Uh, well, let me say this too before I play it. I said Cornette wasn't out there. He does eventually come down to ringside as the match is getting started. And how and weird is and how weird is that? Just that visual of him out there cheering on the rock and roll. Very weird. Very weird. Now, also want to mention it's weird. Rock and roll does win with the double drop kick, and as soon as they do, the gangsters hit the ring. Now, Cornette he doesn't help the rock and roll though. Cornette throws his hands up and leaves, and Jr. says, "I knew it all along. I knew he'd sell them out." So let me play the last minute of it. That way you can hear it. And what all goes down? Ladies and gentlemen, the winners of the night, Tricky and Robert, the Rock and Roll Express. tell you what that's a hell of a way to maybe go off air before your big event or not go off air because they're about to come back and cut a promo but that's a hell of a way to get the people hyped to see corny and the in the rock and roll go up against the gangsters what did you have from it doc i do not know how that could have been done any better i mean we we have we are hopefully at this point almost three years into this. I mean, we we didn't do this. We did this because we love this promotion. And this is more times than not fantastic professional wrestling. But there have been things, even in this episode, that just don't work for us. And that's okay. That's going to happen. It's not an indictment. It's not calling anybody out. There's just shit that we like and there's shit that we don't. And some of it more than others. But man... This is something we've never seen. This is something that's being done really well. It's clever. It's novel. It's new. And everybody in it's doing their parts. It's it's hard to it's hard to not blow this enough, you know. It's let's look at the whole dick in our mouth, you know. <laughs> um. Now I feel. I now I know what all those bitches feel like when they're smothered with cock. 
That's nice, Doc. <laughs> this is uh I don't know if you could have did this any better. I really Man, because when he split for the back, I've seen it before, but now it's been a long time, and I was like, shit, he this is where he turns on him. I didn't remember, and so I was like, he had me for a second, and then he comes back with that shit. Man, that was great. You you really thought he was abandoning them and he comes back with the rackets and then they have batting practice and then yeah. they're in the ring swinging the rackets above their head and, 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 and only... if i get to see this for free guess what i really want to do come pay to see more of it and if that new jack comes at me with that tennis racket i'll whip his black ass oh and there's only and see here's the thing there's only there's only 250 people there but they are loud and into it when this happens this was i said really? this last week this crowd is not sizable but they are loud so far through the first two episodes so yeah it comes across really well on tv i mean it was stressing out the mics and then as jr might say this was a very chaotic situation it, well and they gave them they gave them something to be loud about that's the other part absolutely this, this was freaking fantastic just a phenomenal way to really go off air which is what i i thoroughly enjoyed so uh they have batting practice they send the gangsters packing and now it's basically you need to come see what's going to happen so before we start running out of time on the video again let's go to the rock and roll now with jim Cornette at the uh, end of the episode i'll tell you something if i didn't see it with my own eyes i wouldn't believe it and i'm still not comfortable about this situation rick i know tonight's a night in knoxville i know jim but i want everybody to take one good look at this right here because it would never happen again the rock and roll express out here was none other than jimmy Cornette, and we're all holding tennis rackets get a picture because it's gonna be a collector's item but you know, I'll be glad when the night's over and Christmas chaos is over because once we put those Smoky Mountain titles back around our waist with the help of Jimmy Cornette, this will be over and we don't have to be around you anymore. Believe me, I echo those sentiments because I can't stand every second that I've had to spend with you guys over the past few weeks. But I guarantee you one thing, as the people are watching this tonight in Knoxville, it kicks it off Christmas Chaos. And all this week, and on the Christmas Chaos Tour, you are going to become the new Smoky Mountain Tag Team Champions. You're going to beat those gangsters, and I'm going to make sure of it, because there's nobody more devious, more disreputable than James E. Cornette. And I'm going to tell you something, look at this. Look at this, New Jack! When your neck turns permanent green, and I ain't talking gangrene, I'm talking Kermit green, you're gonna realize you shouldn't wear that stuff. Because this is the real gold. I'm sorry you guys left in such a hurry. You forgot to take them. Don't worry, we ain't gonna steal them now. We're gonna take them in the ring. But at Christmas Chaos, I made you a promise, and I'm gonna stick to it. And I'm making everybody out there a promise. Gangsters, you got a big surprise coming. Everybody's eyes are going to be wide at Christmas Chaos because Jim Cornette and the Rocky Roll Express together again for the last time. That's it. And it's Christmas for everybody because we all want to wish you Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year's. And you know what I'd like to say? Bye, humbug. I hope y'all find a lump of coal in your stocking. But you do swing a pretty good racket. You got that right, Scrooge. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you tonight in Knoxville. Well, uh, boy, they talking him into the building. I could say that much. What do you have, Doc? 
Man, he. I was ready for Corny to utter the line Dookie chain so that I could fall out. But he's like, man, I really liked it when he said, we ain't going to steal these. We'll just take them in the ring. But you left us behind. Man, that's that's setting that seed that the gangsters are not. I mean, they can be had. Uh, this whole thing was just, this is how you go off air. And then that before, the, before the big match. That promo wasn't the greatest promo you ever hear, but I mean, Corny's coming there, off. Well, of but there's Baby promos. For, there's and, promo. There's promos for different reasons. I mean, there's different parts of the show. There's different angles, and there's different needs. Everybody can't go out there and try to cut a Ric Flair five minute promo. That's not how this was supposed to work. Well, and 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 the the build up to this wasn't just the promo. It was it was how they went off air. Um, with the match before it, with Corny coming back out, it, we were like, oh, because even JR sold it. Oh, I knew he was going to do it. I knew he was going to leave them hanging. I knew he was going to desert them. Nah, bro. He didn't desert them. He went and Bruh. actually got help. And I he don't know. Rackets. I don't know what we're doing here in terms of what we're going to have in the next couple of weeks. But I can tell you that this Christmas chaos with no spoilers is rolling five to six matches on the card, too. Yeah, um, it's, it's, let me, it's, like I said, they're going to show some clips, so we're going to see some clips of it. And I mean, it is Smothers and Anderson, it's Cactus and Candido, it's Buddy and the White Boy, it's Rock and Roll, and, and the Gangsters with some, some variations and some opening matches, but that's, that's your card right there, and you know what? It don't have to be four hours long. It doesn't have to be four. Doesn't have to be four, five, six, seven hours long. It just has to be long enough to be entertaining. And here's the other thing: the you, Hey, man, Bernie thing, Mac, man, if you could bust your nut, what do you care? Three minutes. That's all you getting. That's all the fuck I got. That, after shit, was, 50. that shit was on last night. I watched a little bit of it. So That's know. great. Um, seriously, yeah. The only match that I I can honestly say I don't care about is. Smothers and Anderson, and it's not those two guys. It's just I don't think there's enough heat in that angle. That's the problem. It's not just something's lacking in it. But with that said, they go off air. They show one more graphic as they go off air of all the Christmas Chaos tours. So um, I'm not sure how much they're going to discuss the other dates, but I will say this. Uh, other dates meaning like all these uh, dates up until the 30th. December 25th. In 1994, that's the mm -hmm. Knoxville one. Yeah. Let me go back to it, see if I can get to it. Knoxville Civic Coliseum. So just so everyone out there knows, they drew 2,315 people from that one. Uh, and then the next night in Johnson City and Freedom Hall, they drew, that was December 26th, they drew 1,275 people. And those are the only two that I have actual uh, numbers from. But we're going to see some stuff from, I think, I believe it's Knoxville. I don't think it's Johnson City. So we will see uh, in the next few weeks highlights of Knoxville. And it's great. Let me just say that. What we see is pretty damn awesome. And I'll leave it at that as we are getting ready to get out of here. So, Doc, any other thoughts? We got to rate this motherfucker. Yeah, so um, before we uh, before we rate it, I want to remind everyone, please become a patron at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. It is truly a great way to support this show. Uh, you get tons of extra content as well. All I mean, of it. Just the, the video reviews, the extra shows we do. There's 200 and plus out there as of now. So we, are, we are recording this motherfucker at 9 o'clock on our day off. 
And we've been going we, for two hours now. Let's we point care. That How much do we care, man? We care a lot. Here's, here's, the, here's let me just break it down. There's never going to be a sponsor. There's never going to be a network that picks us up. Nobody's going to help us. You are the only people that can help us. And so here's the thing. I ain't threatening y'all. I ain't saying nothing. This is just – let me put facts out there. There's going to come a time when all the time that we're putting into this is not that we're sitting here trying to get rich. But, hey, if that worked, we'd take it too. But, man, we got to talk about what this money goes toward. This money goes towards – Keeping the show uh, – Mike puts a lot of money – I'm going to put him over a little bit. He puts this money back into the show so we have better equipment. It sounds better. We can get these file sizes the right way. We got all the technology. So we ain't here getting rich. The, your patron money fuels the show. That's why we I call mean, all y'all out by name as much as we can is because y'all are fucking paying for this shit. So there you go. Sign up. Stop being a chump. Don't be, oh, let, me, let me use Harper. Don't be an asshole. So let's be real for a second. Last year, when my computer died, um, bro, that was that was a the army stood up at that point. Yeah, you can thank Patriot Money and Robert Smith out there, a longtime BTT Hall of Famer. He even did a GoFundMe to pay for a new computer. And here's the thing: as I'm talking about computers, um, I only really use this computer for the show. I don't do anything else with it. So uh, I made sure to. Uh, to, to you're out sure there. We know that your side hustle is young girls and revenge porn, but hey, That's whatever, nice, <laughs> whatever you need to do. That's nice, but no, person. seriously. Become a patron. It really does help support the show. It's tinyurl.com/slash/patreonbtt. You get the video reviews of these episodes as well, which is a great uh, benefit to being a patron. So thank you very much if you are a patron already. Uh, we appreciate it. So uh, I've been talking right. about my day off and working hard, but let me let me also shoot straight here, pal. I'm just a couple hours from getting my ass to a tropical location, and even my kids were like, "Y'all, you're going to drink a lot of beer when we get there, aren't you?" And I was like, "You damn right, I am." <laughs> Nice. You told a seven and a three year old about how piss drunk you're gonna get. No, they what told a me. Fucking... <laughs> a three year old <laughs> told their dad how pissy drunk he was gonna get. That's nice. How drunk you're gonna Just get. Just go play in the ocean, man. You'll be all right. You want to tell? You want to tell a story about how Lafonda told you uh, you're not gonna be drinking while we're on vacation, our kids. No, no, no. She firmly is okay with me drinking. That's not gonna be a problem. <laughs> It is. You're not. I hope you don't think you're going to go off by yourself and drink and just sit there and listen to wrestling podcasts the whole time that you're gone. I was like, well, shit. That's the beauty about when they get older. They don't kind of bother you as much and interrupt you as much. And you, yeah, you know, but you know, when you're taking your kids, small kids, to a foreign country, man, you can't just you gotta working. have eyes on them at all. Right. Time. <laughs> All right. These are American uh -oh. children, pal. These are that's that means something in this world. Oh God. All right. So again, <laughs> it's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT, a great way to get extra content and to support everything we do. Also, don't forget, if you're using Amazon, use our referral link. It's tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. Show gets a little kickback in return. They help support us as long as you're using that link. So again, it's tinyurl.com slash BTT. TT Amazon helps out tremendously. Give that link to the wives, girlfriends, hoes, and side pieces in your life and tell them to use it all the time because we know broads love to shop, especially online where they can just click a button and push a button and purchase shit. So anyway, 
Uh, Doc, disability checks. How much are you giving this one? This was a great little build. I thought it was really good. Um, the only reason it's coming down on just a just a cunt hair, if you will, if you will, baby, from last week is that last week had the shock of Buddy coming back, and this didn't have that. But still, man, that's that's nit, that is nitpicking, and not gonna really hurt the overall rating. I'm gonna give it an eight point five. Okay. Uh, and government cheese, who do you think should get it? Man, I gotta tell you, I, I actually struggle with this one because there were a lot of there were a lot of contenders for this, which is which is good always. Um, I thought Dirty White going all the way back to the beginning, Dirty White Boy came back and made his stand, which was really good. Um, Corny was really good because I mean he turned the tide. I mean every he played everybody in that in that scenario. Um. Buddy, buddy's there. He, I, it wasn't my favorite, but he's there. I got an interesting way I'm going to go with this, and I'm going to give it to New Jack because I thought he was really good on commentary, and it wasn't yelling and all this. He was just matter of fact commentary, and he had good timing on it. And I think for his time in the business, that's a that's a tough job, as anybody knows, to sit in a three man booth. I mean, nobody does it better than us. But I thought he did really well, and he he was funny. So give me New Jack for different reasons than usual. Um, there was a lot of contenders. I'm gonna go. I got. I believe you have to give it to these three, though. You can't just say one. I believe you got to give it to Cornet and the Rock and Roll because that whole interplay where first he doesn't come out, then he comes out. Then he abandons them, and mm. Jr. is just putting it over like I knew it. I knew I he knew it. Back on her. He went off. You think he, he says left. that? You think Jr. says that when the blue chew kicks in? <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> it stands up. Yeah, I don't know, man, but I really think that that was made that so great. He sold it, and then Corny comes back out, and him, Robert, and Ricky commenced to having batting practice like a some bitch and that shit was fan fucking tastic so i'm giving it to corny and the rock and roll overall though this was don't gloss over two. what yeah but don't gloss over what i said a minute ago and i want everybody to think about that what three-man booth in the world of sports or wrestling does a better job than your boys here oh hell yeah we're rocking and rolling bro come on man Rocking living the dream, brother. Living a dream, brother. And with that said, I think that's all we have. Check out the wrestling podcast about nothing with Brian Malonis from ROH and Mike Crockett. Every single Monday, they drop their shows. Classic, current stuff, and even a little indie stuff sometimes from the Northeast. Also, check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn. Uh, they are they give their take on the northern version of pro wrestling's history. Slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but fun nonetheless. And they are out on Mondays as well. Other than that, become a patron. It's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Tons of patron shows. We talked about it last month. We put up a ton in May. Even just as many or close to the same in June. Rocking and rolling. Just a great time overall on our Patreon. So become a Wouldn't patron. Wouldn't that be for you? Wouldn't show. that be rhyming and stealing? No. But with that said, Doc, you know the drill. Harper's not here, so I hit the tagline this week. You hit it. I hit it last week. You hit it this week. Hit the okay. tagline. Sure, no problem. Wait, what? Book it, bitch.
before we get out of here, I want to give a shout out to all of our great patrons out there. Thank you for your support. Your support really does mean a lot to what the three of us do. Uh, I should say four with Lance uh, every single week on this show uh, with the world class shows, Smoky Mountain shows, NWA shows and our new show, the ECW bottom line cast at five dollar tier as well. But we appreciate your support and your patronage. So if you're a patron, thank you so much. And if you're not a patron, become one at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT and support us. And um, also, uh, if you're a patron or not, use the Amazon referral link at tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. Bookmark that and please give that link to your family members and everyone that you know and tell them to use it because it is a great way to support what we do. I want to also thank the Hall of Fame patrons out there. So Rocky Suazo, who is a longtime Patreon or longtime listener, and now uh, jumped up and he is a BTT Hall of Fame listener. Thank you, Rocky. I know you're out there. You've been listening for a long time, man. Thanks for bumping up. And um, well, thanks for, for becoming a uh, Hall of Fame Patreon member. We appreciate it. Christopher Champer, Will Hartke, Robbie Dyson, Rick Beebe, Brad Dunifen, Tom Schlegel, Coach Joey Chase, a.k.a. Willie Chase, Steve Malbasa, LaRon Brown, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott at G.A. Russell Nutt, Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller, a.k.a. Half Pints Point, Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Mike Childry, Kyle Riley, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, The Great John Dean, at YRC21 on Twitter, Josh Dunn at Ryan and Auburn, Good Old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph I. Tim Moretti, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Pru, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, Slider 91 US, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Pagem, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, at Spy Boy Sports Cap, R.E. Miller 39, J. Shiny 21, Ruben Espinosa, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Cole Mini, Tutu, Marty Howell, T-Hog94, and at Godbold Unreal on Twitter. Thank you for being Hall of Fame patrons. Definitely appreciate that. Your patronage is of great help. And remember, if you have it, you're either seventh month at that patron level or one year, two year anniversary, etc. at that patron level, please let me know because I owe you a shirt. If I haven't already got you your shirt or your Pro Wrestling Tees gift card, let me know and I will get it sent out. Um, also, check out the Bottom Line cast with Mike Pru and Mike does the ECW live cast as well, the Extreme live cast on the Patreon feed. But check out his Bottom Line cast with JV. It's a podcast series where they break down the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin month by month on a weekly basis. New episodes come out every single Monday morning. Available wherever you get your podcast from, like iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play, etc. And also follow Mike and JV at Bottom Line Cast on Twitter. Uh, that is the show's official Twitter feed. But again, also I said they are doing the ECW Livecast 2, the Extreme Livecast. It's a watch-along series. Every two weeks, they do two episodes on our $5 tier. So that's a, another great benefit to being a $5 Patreon member is you're going to get the ECW shows now too. That's all I have. Thank you, everyone, for being patrons. We appreciate it. Hall of Fame patrons, we appreciate it. Thank you for all of your support. Have a great day. And until next week on the Smoky Mountain Show or the NWA Show, book it, bitch.